Welcome to this week's Left Back in the Changing Room podcast. Today we review the weekend's results from the National League, the National North and the South. We see Altrium climb to fourth. Kane Felix rejuvenate Guysley. Kidderminster Harriers claim another clean sheet to keep Russell Penn's men flying. St Albans are still unbeaten. And Bath City on the fight back from the bottom of the league. So to start, I want to talk about Bath City and the praise for Jerry Gill. I mean, Gill always gives that on his assessment, doesn't he, on his opinions and his dissecting of matches. He was reasonably pleased with the battle and the performance that Bath did in last week's 3-2 defeat to Concord, although they didn't come away with a point. But that result was sandwiched between two huge wins for the club, winning at unbeaten at home at the time, Dorking Wanderers, and Saturday's 4-3 win at Chelmsford. Donovan Wilson is clearly the guy installing goals into Bath this season. His sixth league goal was Bath's 13th of the stop-start season, so it's clear how important he is to Bath City. But not to take away the rest of this team, and especially uh, the great style of Tommy Conway, who is on loan from Bristol City. 18 years old and bags of potential. Uh, he takes his form with Town last season onto the Romans this year. Impressive stuff for a young pedigree in the game. For Bath, the two latest wins, I mean, they, they couldn't have come quicker, could they? Um, you know, after six defeats in a row in all competitions, it put Bath bottom of the league. And, you know, which is quite stark contrast for a club. You know, they haven't finished outside the top nine since 2016. Um, I mean, it moved Bath up to 17th and work is certainly still left to be done at the club. Uh, to get into that playoff picture of last year, but you would say the quality of the squad and, and the approach of Jerry Gill meant that it means you know Bath were never going to stay down the bottom very long. Um, so a very good form so far at the moment for Bath City. Uh, elsewhere in the National League South, St Albans stayed unbeaten with a three-one win over Tombridge Angels. Sean Jeffers and Mitchell Vice, who I spoke about last week, among the goals again. Uh, with Dorking and Dartford not in action. Um, could Eastbourne or Hungerford close any of that gap this weekend? Well, Eastbourne drew 2-2 of Concord, while Ryan Seeger's fine early season form continued with the only goal in the game as Hungerford won 1-0 away and in form, Hemel Hempstead. A clash of the big boys, or at least two clubs that expect to be at the top at the end of the season, met at Stonebridge Road and haven't clearly went out all guns blazing, winning 3-0. Uh, away from home and moving into the playoff places now. Tommy Wright got two in that game and he's now got five in his last three. For Ebbsfleet, they're just floating around in mid-table at the moment. Oxford City held on to a 1-0 win against Dulwich despite playing the last half an hour with 10 men. And Chippenham's 1-0 win away at Welling uh, means that they stretch their unbeaten away record to three and it compounds even more misery on Welling United near the bottom of the National League South. In the north, there's definitely some interesting results this week, wasn't there? I did do a piece in the week on my YouTube channel, which is the parent platform towards the 1986 podcast. It was about Jason Ainsley and his amazing time he had at Spennymore, um, and that went up in midweek on the 1986 YouTube channel. Tommy Miller took the manager aside to York City, and they managed a decent 1-1 draw. Glenn Taylor, who else? cancelled out Michael Woods' early York opener. But it's Kidderminster Harriers catching the eye and they're going nicely in the league in their campaign after a big 
1-0 win away at Gateshead. They sit second in the league, four points behind Gloucester, with all importantly two games in hand over those. Only Boston have a better defensive record. They're unbeaten away from home. Ashley Hemmings, Sam Austin, Amari Sterling, James, certainly an attacking threat for the club this season. Uh, a a favourable on-paper schedule over Christmas and uh, before big New Year ties going up against York and Gloucester means it's a good chance for Harriers to mount some real pressure on a title hunt, uh, a side that haven't been around or flirting with that promotion places for a good couple of years and uh, they definitely turned it around a little bit this year. Russell Penn doing his stamp on the club this season. Another side going good A Leamington. Nine games unbeaten now after their 3-1 win against Bradford Park Avenue. And have young Sam Osborne slamming goals in for fun. He has nine in his last seven. They sit outside the playoff places on goal difference. The third highest goal scorers in the league. And they only needed another 20 goals to get the 39 they scored in the 32 games last season. Absolutely outstanding stuff at the moment. Gloucester away on Boxing Day will be a big test for Paul Holleran's men. And he was the manager of the month for November. So he will hope that form can continue into December for Leamington. Gloucester won their first game in four, a 1-0 away win at Curzon Ashton to keep them top of the league. Paul Groves has taken the reins and you can't deny it's a pretty nice, lovely thing for him to start on a four-point advantage over the rest of the league. Alfreton are now six games without a win after Chorley's 96th-minute equaliser to make it 1-1. Denied them the three points. One week after conceding a 90th-minute equaliser at Southport, something's got to change at Alfreton. They've got a decent squad, so some luck is just needed for them at the moment. When you talk Geisley, Kane Felix always comes straight to mind and he ran the show against Southport in a 4-2 win at the weekend. The third time this season Geisley have hit that magic four number. But her first home win in the league since scoring four past Blythe on the opening game is a, is a bit of an unexpected turn for Geisley. Uh, didn't expect them to struggle this season. And of course, fatigue is a massive factor for a lot of these sides this season. And they said that definitely didn't do them any favours when they went three games, sorry, three weeks without a game at the end of October, start of November. Uh, can we see a fitter, well-gelled Garzy side now come forward? That 4-2 win will do nothing but bring confidence to the side. Elsewhere, two reds, one each for Brackley and Blythe, saw three goals go to the benefit of Brackley Town as Blythe's stick stay rooted to the bottom. Uh, Boston survived the last 10 minutes with 10 men after Jordan Thulis was sent off in a 0-0 draw with Chester. And there was another 0-0 in the National North between Kettering and Telford. And Super Lennel John Lewis scored two to inspire Hereford United to come from 1-0 down to compound AFC Fylde to their second league defeat of the season. For Hereford, it's been an up-and-down start for them this season and they do sit 16th with 12 points from their nine games so far. The headline in the National League... Certainly Chesterfield. James Rowe and Aquasi Asante, a 6-0 win over Barnet. Chesterfield are currently a ghost of the side that lost seven of the first nine this season. Third in the form guide, and they haven't conceded in three of their unbeaten last four. Arise, Sir James Rowe. At least that's what the Spyrite fans will be feeling for sure. Asante's hat-trick means he has hit four in his first four games back in the National League. And in those four matches, Carl Letheran in goal has been reinstated and has controlled his defence to be as strong as ever, hasn't he? I mean, it's a short game. Only four matches is a long way to go, but certainly a fantastic start to life for Rowan Co. in Chesterfield.
Barnett's thrashing has led there to the to the sacking of Peter Beadle this weekend. He's just gone. Was he the issue? We will we will find out. I still think Barnett are in serious trouble, but you know Martin Allen's got to be linked, hasn't he? Surely. Uh, the bees are floating just above the bottom three, which consists of Dover, Yeovil and Weymouth. The latter losing 2-1 at Wilston, despite taking the lead. That win moves Wilson back in the top, into the playoff positions and up to an impressive fifth place. Not as impressive as fourth, though, is it? That is taken by Altrincham. They've won five of the last six and living their best life. Altrincham stalwart Jake Malt with the goal to beat struggling Dagenham and Redbridge 1-0, 11 days after winning 1-0 away at Wrexham. In fact, Altrincham have not conceded in 356 minutes of football. Sass Davies Smith and the experienced Richie Sutton certainly helping Tony Thompson with his clean sheets at the moment. A big worry will obviously will be Ryan Colclough went off with an injury who's been instrumental to the side and progression. Not sure how serious that is at the moment from the news that I've been look, trying to find, but it does look like it's a bit of a serious one. So best wishes to Cole Clough, who's had a lot of injury problems in the last few years. Uh, Kings Lynn got a much-needed clean sheet with a nil-nil draw against league leaders Torquay United, becoming the first team to stop Torquay to score this season. Impressive stuff. Woking heaped more misery on Hartlepool, beating them 3-0, being down to 10 men also for the last 20 minutes there, Woking. Uh, Boreham Wood nearly let a two-goal lead slip but a late Solber Thomas goal beat Aldershot 3-2 despite Wood just leaving, leaving Wood just two points short of the playoffs. Bromley, they took third spot with a huge 1-0 win uh, at much-fancied Solihull Moors. The impressible Michael Cheek with his ninth goal of the season. Rico Hackett-Fairchild certainly fitting back in at Bromley since returning from Portsmouth. Top performances will certainly do well for him. Bromley for sure are a big threat as are many in this National League this season, and it's tight as ever. However, it is Torquay United who do have a six-point lead over the top, ten points back on third-place Bromley. So that's it, guys, for the Left Back in the Changing Room podcast for this week. That's our review of the National League, the North and the South. Don't forget to follow us on whatever platform you're listening to this on. And don't forget to follow that YouTube channel as well. 19, the word, and then numbers 86. 1986 on YouTube, our other parent platform. Thanks again for watching. We'll be back next week for another review and a look ahead to the National League and any other leagues that we will be covering.